T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Bearden Show on St. Louis's home for conservative talk. Hannah, knocking it out of the park with the music today. <laughs> Thank you. Look at this. Little ACDC here? Yep. See? Way to the top. You're just following me back to my high school days, aren't you? <laughs> it's like a little stock in action. You'll never guess who I saw out in the hallway during that break. Not Drew? Not Drew. Uh-oh. Ladies and gentlemen, this just in. Hannah Gibbs spots... Fred Bottenheimer. No way. Yes, he's supposed Fred to be off here. today. That Fred Bottenheimer, <laughs> he's a hardworking kind of fellow. I yelled at him. I said, Fred, what are you doing here? Like, I got this. I got this show. And he's like, I just got to finish something up. He is the hardest working person I in all of Odyssey St. Louis. It's he Fred he really is. He just cannot rest. He is always working. He's probably worried because you're here with me. And he's like, I don't know. He didn't know that I brought my dad for adult supervision. And he's probably thinking the kids are running the place. So, you know, because, you know, I'm putting myself in the kid range today because I can. I can't believe I saw him. Well, that's awesome. Fred (laughs) coming in on his day off. What a great guy. He's great. Hey, another great guy who is uh, District 7 of St. Louis County Council. Mr. Mark Harder is joining us today. Councilman, how are you, sir? Hey, Mike. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah to everyone. You too. And t- today kicks off Kwanzaa, by the way. So I hope your first fruits uh, go well. Just letting that letting that lay out there. So uh, just, yeah. just wanted to let you know. How are things? You and I have not chatted in, in quite some time. You've had some changes that had happened on the county council that I guess your new member gets sworn in later on this week? Yes. Uh, actually, next week, it's uh, Dennis Hancock will be replacing uh, Tim Fitch on the uh, 10th of October, which will be our swearing in. Or January. And also our first. Yeah, I'm sorry, October. Yeah, January 10th will be our first meeting of the year. And it will also be the swearing-in uh, ceremony earlier in the day. Oh, so you and, guys don't uh, swear that, in until you don't swear until the first meeting. 
Correct. Ah, Correct. we are we are swearing in on Thursday in St. Charles County. So we right. we swear in the new folks. We have two new members of our council that are joining us, and uh, we Good. are swearing in on Thursday. And then our first meeting is on January 9th. Or October 9th, as as the calendar gives. Yeah. So yeah, I wish it was October ninth. Yeah. <laughs> it, um, it would be nice to to take a break. So what is the big right. news that's been coming out of St. Louis County Council? You guys always have a lot more excitement than we have out in St. Charles. And I'm I'm not asking to uh have that change, by the way. Well good. Well good. Um because uh yeah, we there only could be one council with uh, all the activity in in this region. So that, that's probably going to be us. You but, guys uh, do have a lot going on. You got a million people that live in the county, so there's a lot more going on. That's right. Sometimes a million problems, but <laughs> um, we uh, the big thing that we've been working on for the last uh, month and a half has been our budget, and that's been in the news. And we've had this, uh, and we still do have a forty million dollar budget hole uh, that needs to be filled. And we've made some recommendations to the county executive. Uh, through legislation to do some cuts, and we're going to continue doing cuts and uh, and right-sizing of the county throughout the year, and we'll see how much he wants to participate in that exercise and whether he'll uh, he'll decide to go our way on some of these cuts that still need to be made, and we need to uh, uh, look at Singles County and see if it's the right size for the uh, for the services that we provide. So how are you planning on, I mean, $40 million is is a lot of money. I mean, it's nothing compared yeah. to Washington. That's not even a rounding error. But when you're in a state, and uh, even though you are arguably the, the second largest county in the state, that that is still a big hole to fill. And I would assume filling it does not come without some pain. Right. And that's where we've got to look at things. And it's been a long time coming. Um, I mean, this has been coming since at least 19, and uh, and some people would say from 09. But, um, you know, we used a lot of the money uh, to fill holes during COVID. We got a lot of money come came in through COVID funding and through CARES Act funding. Um, but uh, the need was great, and we were we – it was like, uh, you know, a dike with a whole bunch of holes in it, and we were trying to plug holes everywhere we could throughout the last couple of years. So – this is kind of the balance of all those holes, and uh, and we've got to figure out how to how to do this. And um, you know, some of it is going to come from cuts. I imagine some of it will come from from some tax increases. And we've got two possible tax increases on our agenda going into twenty twenty three. And one of them is the uh, marijuana tax, the three percent on marijuana sales. And the other tax that is uh, being proposed uh, by this administration is what we dealt with last April, which is the use tax. So those two will be uh, debated here in the month of January because there is a, we have to get it on the ballot um, for the April election if it's going to go forward. The use tax is an interesting issue because a lot of people don't realize when the legislature passed the Wayfair bill, they did not pass that as an Internet sales tax. They passed it as a use tax. And for some of us, use tax money was already earmarked. For example, in, in St. Charles County, use tax money all goes to parks. And it's an arrangement that the county made with the cities 
when they agreed to establish a county parks department. So for St. Charles County, that's an issue that's going to have to be addressed in the very near future. And I'm assuming that is one of the reasons why use tax has become very important for St. Louis County as well. Well, and and we have everybody shopping on the Internet, and we saw that in the last couple of weeks. You know, uh, uh, I, I've never seen so many uh, trucks going up and down my street travel, uh, dropping off packages. So, and a lot of that is not taxed. And uh, so this is an opportunity to level the playing field with some bricks and mortar stores that are at somewhat of a disadvantage because they have to charge, they're required to charge tax. And, uh, and their competitor, which is online, uh, doesn't have to do that at this point in St. Louis County. So a lot of the municipalities tried it last April. St. Louis County tried it last April. It did not pass. It was close, but it did not pass. And uh, so a lot of the municipalities that didn't pass uh, this last time, I think we'll have it on the ballot uh, this coming April. And it looks like uh, St. Louis County probably will as well. Well, and I know you've had some very sad news that has happened in St. Louis County with the loss of an officer that just happened. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, we've had uh, uh, Officer Robert Woods. He was a five-year veteran of our police department, and uh, he was serving in our first precinct, which is up in North County, Spanish Lake area, uh, Florissant area. And uh, it uh, looks like from the reports that were given in the newspaper that it was a somewhat a domestic-related issue. Uh, and uh, But nonetheless, uh, we still lost a, a, uh, a very good officer. And, uh, and then it's tragedy that happens, you know, in a family with basically two losses in that family uh, going forward. So uh, it's, uh, it's going to be a hard time, you know, until we can uh, get our, you know, for our people and our officers to get their heads around this in the coming days and weeks. It's really sad. Anytime you, you lose someone, but our officers just seem to be targeted uh, so much these days. It's a horrible word to use, but uh, our law enforcement community all across the country, um, but especially here at home, is just um, a very tight-knit group, and I know they, they protect their own. It's a great opportunity to remind people about Backstoppers. If you can reach out, uh, make a donation to Backstoppers over this holiday season, they are the folks who step in for these families um, when they have something like this go on. And they are there for them. So great organization that does fantastic work in a time that um, it's just horrible for families to go yeah. through. So, and, that, and it's a profession I don't think a lot of people understand. It's a very high-stress um, profession. Um, there's ha- high divorce rate. Uh, there's high alcohol- alcoholism. Um, it's a lot of stress, a lot of uh, PTSD. Uh, that goes on, and yeah, they deny it, and they 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 muddle through it, and they they do their shifts uh, for us. But uh, after a while, it, it takes a toll on anybody that uh, is under that kind of stress for a career. You know, anybody can be under, you know, hard stress for a short period of time. But when you go day to day, you know, not knowing what's going to happen if you're going to get hurt in a car accident, or or someone takes a shot at you, or or whatever may may be. Um, you know, you've got that hang over heads and I don't think anybody 
you and me included uh, have that kind of stress that we work under. So uh, that that can take a big toll on families as well as the officers themselves. Yeah, we need those folks who are willing to stand in the gap for us. And these officers do it every day. They put their lives on the line for us every day. And uh, there's just not enough that we can say of thank you uh, for all of them right. who do this. So the other issues yeah, that are going, thought, sorry, go you didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, the other issues that are kind of going on as you as you turn the page and go into the new year that are going to be facing St. Louis County, you guys have a lot uh, on your plate, don't you? We seem to. Um, you know, I, I did a, a summary at our last meeting uh, this past week of what we've dealt with, and uh, just a couple of things. You know, we passed 350 some odd bills. Wow. Uh, we had. Uh, uh, over 1,500 minutes of, of resident comments at our meeting over that time. We had uh, over, I believe, about 400 or 450 residents that have come, you know, over that year's period of time to our meeting, which is about, averages about 10 a meeting. Uh, we've had uh, uh, countless committee meetings, countless uh, uh, special topic meetings. Uh, we've done... Uh, you know the budget cuts. We've we've looked at that. We've had just a you know what's supposed to be a part-time job is is really full-time for many of us that want to serve our community in a way that uh, that does it right. We've got some council members that just show up on Tuesday, vote, and go home, and then we've got others that uh, actually participate in council meetings and participate in committee meetings and special committee meetings and public uh, appearances and and out trying to do their research on a timely basis. And, you know, it's what you put into it. Um, and uh, um, it's just a tough job as well as you know, you, you do it as well. So it's uh, it can be uh, quite uh, rewarding. At the same time, it can be quite uh, uh, taxing on your time and, and uh, effort when you're trying to also hold down a full-time job somehow. Well, we appreciate you standing in the gap, especially being on St. Louis's home for conservative talk. It It's not the bastion of Republican servitude that you have on the St. Louis County Council. So we appreciate well, you standing doing, into the gap. Yeah, and we're doing better. I mean, we still we it's still a three, four um, and we're, we call ourselves a super minority. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's uh, there's three of us that are going to hold the line again this year and uh but we put together bipartisan coalitions on certain topics, and that seems to have worked well, and we'll, we'll continue to do that whenever we can. And uh, I was very supportive of our current chair, uh, Rita Days, um, and uh, last year uh, I was vice chair and she was chair, and that was the first time that's ever happened where we've had a bipartisan leadership team of our council. And uh, so it's... Uh, it was different. It shows that we can we can work together if we choose to and build our coalitions. Um, but uh, there are other people in this community that would not like to see that happen. So um, we we are we will keep doing those things, and uh, because we've seen the fruits of those those labors, and we'll continue wherever we can. Now, will you two stay in those chairs for next year, or do you revote on the tenth? We revote on the tenth. Uh, who's going to be chair and vice chair? And uh, and then the, the chair at that point uh, in the coming weeks will decide on committee assignments and and who's going to be committee chairs and things like that. So um, that will be determined in the in the weeks to come.
That is St. Louis County Council member Mark Harder. Mark, I appreciate you on short notice making the time and coming on and just giving us an update of what's going on in St. Louis County, our largest county in the St. Louis region. Appreciate you, and I hope you had a great Christmas. Hope you have a great uh, New Year as well. You too. Happy New Year to everybody listening. That is Mark Carter. We appreciate him taking the time today. We are going to talk to Heritage Scholar E.J. Antonio. Uh, Anthony, I'm going to get that right, aren't I, Hannah? Shanna's going to hope so. <laughs> I don't know why I can't say E.J. Antonio. And I let, could ask him a pronunciation. Let's make sure that I get that right. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to talk about the fact that the federal government just approved $1.7 trillion, which I can remember when that used to be a lot of money. You know, back in the day, you know. We'll see how it goes. We'll talk to EJ and find out uh, how that money's going to be spent and what are the big things that we need to watch out for because you know it's coming. This is St. Louis's home for conservative talk. My name is Mike Elam in for Mark Reardon on 97.1 FM Talk. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. To the Mark Reardon Show on St. Louis's home for conservative talk. It is Mike Elam sitting in for Mark Reardon today on St. Louis's home for conservative talk. It's nice that Mark gets the day off and I get the chance to hang out with Hannah. My dad is here. He won't talk, but he's sitting over here providing adult supervision to make sure that we don't do anything wrong. We'll we'll see how that goes. In case you haven't heard, the federal government decided to pass a I guess what they're calling a continuing resolution, but it's an omnibus bill that is $1.7 trillion. Now, back in the day, $1.7 trillion used to be more than our entire debt. But now it's just a drop in the bucket, probably a month's payment. That's how we're going. 
But if you want to find out, hey, what should you be looking for in this? You need to find someone who knows what they're talking about. And we have reached out to the Heritage Foundation, and we have found a research fellow for regional economics in the Center for Data Analysis at the Heritage Foundation. It is E.J. Ansoni. E.J., how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Man, that is that is a heck of a title. I don't know how you fit that on a business card, but that is that is impressive. Very, very small print, my friend. <laughs> hey, man, I, I appreciate you spending some time with us on the holidays. I'm sure today is probably a day off for you. So we really appreciate you being so generous with your time. But whenever I saw this go through and you saw it coming down the pike, you knew they were going to try to load this thing up with everything they could possibly stick in it. And I'd say they successfully did it. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, what is really a disgrace, and this would make George Orwell's Ministry of Truth so proud, is how many things in this bill are titled one thing but do something entirely different. You know, so much of the military spending, for example, uh, is a great example of that. And when you look at things like uh, defense spending, you would expect that those would be things that will make our military more lethal so that it can better protect us, right? Wars about killing people and breaking stuff. But I'm sorry, installing a bunch of solar panels at military installations, how is that going to help accomplish that mission? Wow. It's not. But that is the kind of garbage that is in this legislation in the name of defense spending. There are so many things that they seem to have put into it and we got a lot of Republicans who decided to cross the aisle and vote for this. No, what, what we have are a lot of establishment Republicans who are far more establishment than they are Republican. And we have just gotten to see how many of the so-called conservatives in Washington, D.C. are really just swamp creatures. And, you know, we oftentimes talk about Republican versus Democrat. You know, the real fight is between the swamp creatures and the actual representatives of the people. Well, I think they took advantage of the opportunity at the end of the term for a lot of folks who were going to ride off into the sunset to get their last digs in, to your point, to get their last establishment digs in as they walk out the door. Oh, most definitely. You know, we saw that with several congressmen and, and even uh, multiple senators who are on their way out who either uh, are not facing reelection uh, because they're they're. You know, they're just resigning uh, or people who actually were voted out of office and they saw this as their last meal at the trough. And, and my goodness, they turned it into the world's biggest buffet. E.J. Antoni is here with us from the Heritage Foundation. And E.J., you've got the economics degree. You have the doctorate in economics. You understand this so much better than I do. But I think we all learned what throwing $1.7 trillion onto an inflation fire was doing to us earlier this year when they did, what, 1.8? Was that the last one that they threw out there? So now we're going to throw another $1.7 What should we expect to see happen in terms of inflation from this? Or is that the least well, of our worries? You know, it's, it's a great question. And what, what they've basically done now, what the Congress and the president have done, is they've backed the nation into this financial corner where the only way out is going to be pain. So we're either going to have continued inflation, or we're going to have the Federal Reserve continue to raise interest rates in order to prevent that inflation and to fight the inflation that they've already created. 
Except the problem when you do that is you increase borrowing costs for consumers. And I don't care if it's a mortgage or your credit cards, auto loans, student loans, you name it. Any kind of debt instrument is now more expensive. How much more expensive? Well, just for the average American family today, your borrowing costs are $1,300 a year more than when Biden took office. And that's just the average. If you're one of the poor suckers who's trying to buy a home right now, oh, my goodness, for a median-priced home, right, whatever home is is in the middle, the median-priced home is costing you almost $10,000 more per year because of higher mortgage payments. They're up over 80%. Now, for a 30-year mortgage, that's an extra $300,000 for the same house. It's all because of these higher finance charges. We have a lot of people who are, um, Hannah, who's with me, is is 21 years old. So she doesn't even remember back to the time where we had 13, 14, 15% interest rates on home loans. But there are a lot of people in probably the last 10 to 15 years, they haven't seen interest rates get to the sevens and eights. So this is completely blowing them out of the water of something they've never seen before. Oh, absolutely. And what, what's really sad, you know, especially when you, when you mentioned Hannah, right, we've, we've created, I, I hope she's not in this boat, but we have essentially created an entire generation of permanent renters here in America. We have saddled so many of these poor kids with student loan debt that they will never be able to repay because we, we sold them the promises of, of being able to earn a high income with a useless degree, right? And on top of that now, we've put them in a situation where we have artificially jacked up uh, home prices and rental costs so they can never afford to get enough of a down payment. And even if they have the down payment, now with these higher interest costs, they can't afford the mortgage. So we, we have an entire generation of Americans who, instead of being able to get a home in their 20s, probably won't be able to do it until their late 30s or even their 40s. That is a disgrace. I fear that what we're seeing in in some parts even are people who can't even get to an apartment these days because they are so buried with debt. They can't even get out of their parents' house to be able to afford the apartment, much less get into the house, which makes me wonder how much are we going to stifle economic growth in this country over the next two to ten years? Oh, absolutely. And and again, we have to go back to what is causing all of this, right? Where, where is this actually coming from? Why is economic growth being stifled so much? Why are these prices going up so fast? And it all goes back to government spending. Why? Because you have to understand what is inflation. Inflation is fundamentally a tax. Now, it's a hidden tax. It's not one that Congress had to had to vote on and the president had to sign, but it is still fundamentally a tax. Inflation is a way for the government to transfer wealth and buying power away from you and to itself. And so if you're wondering, where did the government, you were just talking earlier about you know, 1.7 trillion, 1.8 trillion, and before that we had 4 trillion of COVID and 6 trillion of COVID spending. Where did the government get these trillions upon trillions of dollars that it has spent over the last couple of years? Where did that money come from? They are taking it out of your hide right now in the form of higher prices. Every time you pay more, I don't care if it's gasoline or groceries, every time you pay more for something, you are paying the hidden tax of inflation. We're talking with E.J. Antoni from uh, the Heritage Foundation. E.J., Kevin McCarthy says that he is going to push back on this. But I'm wondering, the Republicans are going to take over the House next month. And 
Obviously, they have the power of the purse. But it makes me wonder, how much of that power do you think the House is actually going to be able to exert to stop some of this from coming into play? You know what, that is a great question, and and I think it goes back to how many of these so-called Republicans are actually conservative versus just swamp creatures. And and we're going to have to wait and see uh, whether or not these Republicans actually grow a spine or whether they continue to, frankly, be cowards. And at the end of the day, it is really up to the House. And the reason I say that is because all spending bills actually have to originate in the House. And so they now have total control as far as what will get sent to the Senate and then what will be worked out between those two bodies before it even goes to the president. So to your point, just because we pass it doesn't mean that it has to be funded. They could stop this and they could cut it off from that point. I know they had talked about before with the 87,000 or something like that IRS agents that they were going to put into place. Kevin McCarthy was saying, no, we are not going to fund that. The IRS is not going to be able to have that much money to where they can pay these people. But at the end of the day, can the White House just supersede them and go around it? Because they don't seem to pay attention to the rules that they have anyway. Oh, that's another great question. And and you know what? That is where it is hopefully going to be advantageous that Republicans now have one of the uh, the bodies in Congress because they can now sue the Biden administration. You know what Biden did with student loan forgiveness was blatantly unconstitutional. But the problem was who would normally have standing for that? In other words, who could say I have been harmed by this and now I'm going to sue? Normally, that would be one of the bodies of Congress because they would say, hey, wait a second. This is our domain. The president can't do this by executive fiat. This isn't a monarchy, except both of those bodies were controlled by Democrats. And they refused to sue the president because they were glad he was doing this, no matter how unconstitutional it was. So now that you have uh, Republicans in there, hopefully, again, hopefully, they will be conservative and they will govern conservatively. And when the president commits these egregious overreaches, hopefully at that point, they will, in fact, sue and stop it. What do you think are going to be the steps that, that people could take, if any, to get involved in this process, to try to make this stop. Obviously, elections just happened. We're stuck with this Congress for at least the next two years. Uh, Is there anything that people can do to get involved in the process and possibly let their feelings be known to stop it? You know, I think the number one thing we can do is actually educating ourselves and educating our fellows. And only after that can we begin the hard work of telling our representatives what we want. And and it is hard work because it's not enough to elect the right people. Very often we do elect the right people, but they go to D.C. and it's a swamp and it's corrupting. And it turns out the right people very often don't do the right thing. But if you exert the right amount of political pressure on somebody, I don't care if they're a good person or a bad person, they will eventually do the right thing. Why? Because it's in their own self-interest to do so. And we very oftentimes forget that politicians are people just like you and I, and they operate on their own self-interest. And so if they know that they will not get reelected, if they know they will have no opportunities for themselves after they leave office, then they will do what the people want. If people are saying right now this has been passed and I'm going to get stuck with it, so I need to prepare, how would you advise the average person to prepare for the onslaught that is coming at them? Oh, that, that's a very good question. You know, un- unfortunately, uh, things like higher taxes, 
uh, whether that's an explicit tax or the hidden tax of inflation, periods of slow economic growth. You know, these are times when whoever loses the least is the winner. Unfortunately, this is not a, a tremendous opportunity uh, for growth or, or investment, let's say. Um, so one of the things you want to do to try to get your financial house in order, for example, is to get out of debt. Again, I don't care if that's a mortgage, an auto loan, student loans, whatever the case may be, get out of debt because a debt is a liability and a debt represents risk. We're talking with E.J. Antoni, who is from the Heritage Foundation. E.J., the one thing that I was wondering about that might be a, there is no rosy side of this, I guess, so forgive me for not picking the right words in saying this, but we are so short of employees these days. Could this rise of economic turmoil fix part of that and kick some people back into the workforce? It, it certainly could, but another thing that, that we need to do is we need to claw back so many of these welfare provisions. You know, a lot of times people say, oh, my gosh, that's so heartless. How could you say that? You know, I, I just completed uh, a study on this exact topic topic with uh, Professor Casey Mulligan from the University of Chicago. And one of the things we found was that if you take just two programs, unemployment insurance and Obamacare subsidies, you can have people making the equivalent of a six figure income just off of those two welfare programs. Now, if you take another family, for example, who let's say no one is working at all, they have no income whatsoever, they have food stamps, that was just expanded, not only the amount of benefits, but but who is actually eligible, that was expanded as well. You have subsidies for everything from education to transportation. You have rental assistance. My goodness, in Loudoun County, Virginia, one of the bedroom communities of Washington, D.C., a family of four can get rental assistance of over twenty five grand a year Man, one program. So you add all of this up for a family of four with no one working, and what you find is they have a standard of living roughly equal to people in the middle income quintile. In other words, your typical blue collar family where you have both parents working has roughly the same standard of living as the same four people with no one working. So if you want to get people back to work, you have to claw back these provisions because they are no longer simply about giving the poor a hand up. Very often, they're just about giving people who are already in the middle class a hand out. Well, EJ, we appreciate you taking some time to talk with us today, kind of tear this thing apart, give us some information as to what we're looking at coming down the pike. I I know it's the day after Christmas, so we really appreciate you making some time. I hope Christmas was good for you and hope you have a great new year. Well, likewise, Happy New Year to you and yours. That is EJ Antoni. He is a research fellow on regional economics at the Center for Data Analysis at the Heritage Foundation. Hannah, that is my favorite title of all today. That <laughs> It's very fancy. That is a fancy title, but he's a doctorate. I mean, I appreciate guys like EJ who study this stuff. They keep an eye on it, and they help people like me with communications degrees figure out what's going on. So I'm a communications degree as well, so see? we need all the help we can get. We, we do. And when <laughs> it comes to help, and we're going to talk a little bit about sports, you go to the guy who lives it, loves it, and is an authority on it, and that is Frank Cusimano. He is the sports director at Channel 5. We are going to talk to Frank on the other side. It's St. Louis's home of conservative talk. I'm Mike Elam, and for Mark Reardon today on 97.1 FM Talk. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. 
You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. On St. Louis's home for conservative talk. So Hannah is digging into the Mike Elam High School Years music soundtrack today. <laughs> Just love you it. had no idea. You were you walked in right when I was pulling music, and you had no idea what I, I didn't. Was doing. I I said pick whatever. Like let's see what this works like. And you've been you've been picking everything. Oh, so good. I'm getting ACDC. I'm getting Boston. I'm getting Rush. I mean, this is nice. You had Chris Stapleton, which was not a high school year, but I love that's a Chris Hannah Stapleton. Pick. So that is I'm, I'm all about myself. all about Chris Stapleton. I I love that guy. So he could do no wrong. He's a guy who just he wrote a bunch of songs and nobody knew who he was except for all the stars that he kept writing number one songs for. And then he he became a big fancy guy. You know who else was a big fancy guy? The sports director oh. at KSDK, News Channel 5. Ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Frank Cusimano. There's nothing fancy about me. I'm still buying my shirts on layaway. <laughs> you know, thank God Walmart still has that program. That just works out well. Right. Frank, I, I hope the Lord. holidays have been good to you so far. Uh, awesome. It's been it's been great to spend some time with family and not have to be at uh, work for 10 hours a day. So it's been great. You know, in the... The Cusimano family is such a small family, you know? I just, uh, nice intimate gathering of 150 people around that fire. Uh, probably about uh, 30 Italians in one room. It was like the biggest collection of Italians since they filmed The Sopranos. So a lot of us <laughs> had a good time on the 25th. The one thing I can imagine about your house is there's really good food. I, I bet that's a given. Yeah, you know, we do all the traditional things that most people do, but... You know, one of the brothers or sisters will make like an just an off the charts lasagna, which we had yesterday that I just couldn't get enough of. So, yeah, a couple of Italian delicacies along with the regular, you know, the turkey and the brisket and stuff like that. That's awesome. Well, man, I appreciate you taking some time. I know this is a day off for you. So thank you so much for for making time for us. Man, the sports world has been a crazy place in in 2022. And St. Louis has kind of been at the center of all of it, haven't we? Well, we have. I mean, it's 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 busy, and it's going to get a whole lot busier. I don't think I can ever remember like a a winter spring coming up in 2023 like we're going to have. I mean, we are going to have the Battle Hawks playing in front of maybe 28,000. We're going to have the soccer team playing in front of 22,000. The Blues will be battling for those final playoff spots, packed houses at Enterprise, spring training, the Billikens fighting for their lives. And all of a sudden, we have a really good Mizzou basketball team down the road at 11-1 and after that great bragging rights performance. So what are you watching the most right now? What's got Frank Cusimano the most excited as we roll into the new year? 
Well, you know, I think the Blues uh, on this was this road trip where they played five games in 11 days and they come away with seven points. I think that was really encouraging, but I think it's going to be the most intriguing story because we just don't know. We just don't know. Are they going to be like outside of the playoff picture when the trade deadline comes and all of a sudden we're going to trade Vladimir Tarasenko, Ryan O'Reilly, and Ivan Barbashev? Or are they going to be right in the thick of things where, hey, we can take our shot, the West is not that loaded, and we're going to add a couple of pieces? I don't even think Doug Armstrong knows the answer to that question right now. But I think the Blues, with these eight-game losing streaks and seven-game win streaks, we just don't know. So I should know this, but when is the trade deadline? It's in mid-March. So, so we have time we to get there. Time. Yeah, we got some time to figure things out. But it's, it's going to be fascinating to see what uh, Doug Armstrong does during that, um, during that time period. Can you recall a Blues team over the past few years that's been more Sybil is my word to use for them? You never really know who's going to show up from night to night. Some nights they're fantastic. Some nights you're like, really? What, what happened here? Yeah, I think you're right. The trade deadline, by the way, is March 3rd. They are more streaky than Will Ferrell on old school. (laughs) I've never seen a team so bad and then so good. But, you know, when you look back at 2019, the nucleus of that team is still here. And Jordan Bennington has gotten better and better. You know, he's a guy that can pick a team up on his back and carry them. So it's all about Bennington. I think he's the most important performer professional athlete in our town in 2023 if he's great then they got a shot well i am excited to see where the blues go but i gotta tell you i'm really excited to have the battle hawks back to have them playing and have football back in st louis again and then have the traditional football what we call soccer back in town i mean this town is such a soccer crazy town i mean i grew up baptist so i didn't play soccer uh, like like everybody else here. I mean, if you're in St. Louis and you're Catholic, I guarantee you, you grew up playing soccer. And it's so great that we are about ready to literally kick off the season. Yeah, you're right about that. And I grew up Catholic, and basketball is my sport, but I grew up Catholic, so I played nine years of soccer. And that's what most people do in our town. And I do think that the momentum of the World Cup, especially that final, I remember talking with Andy Manslyke, the gold glover, the all-star who lives in our town. He said, you know what? I'm really not much of a soccer fan, but I watched that World Cup final, and now I want to go down and see what St. Louis City SC is about. And they've done all the right things. I mean, in terms of, you know, they shared no they – they made that stadium as beautiful as you can possibly make a stadium. The uniforms are gorgeous. They're drafting local players. They have everything in that one little area in terms of the offices, the practice field, the game, the game field. So it's going to be, you know, appointment television, and everybody's going to be down there. I'm excited about it. My son actually works in the broadcast industry in uh, production, so he's going to be working in the video crew down there, so he's excited about it. I'm really excited that we get the Battlehawks back um, because they were the most exciting thing in their league when before that league folded, and it's good to have these guys back in again. It really is. I think that, you know, initially part of the allure for people going to the Dome was, hey, we want to show Stan Kroenke and show the NFL that we're not, a, we're not just a baseball town. So we packed that place like no other XFL city did. 
But this is a few years later, and we're still going to, I imagine, going to have the best attendance in the league. They have an intriguing quarterback in A.J. McCarron, who was a great player at Alabama. They got Ricky Prohl's son, who's going to catch some passes. They got a really likable, charismatic coach in Anthony Beck. So I think we will lead the league in attendance again. I can't wait for it. Frank, it's just an exciting time to be a St. Louis sports fan. And I remember a number of years ago, this just had to be 15, 20 years ago, when the Sporting News ran a front-page story that said, America's number one sports town is St. Louis, Missouri. And we just keep proving it over and over again. Yeah, I can still remember that cover. It was Jim Edmonds, Chris Pronger, and Kurt Warner on the cover of Sporting News. And they did it not just because of the winning, not just because of the attendance. It was just a combination of fervor about sports in a town. And we were really nailing it back then. And we're going to nail it again this spring. Well, Frank, I appreciate you taking some time with us today because whenever we're going to talk sports, there is nobody who is more in the middle of all of it and has been for years than KSDK Sports Director Frank Cusimano. Man, we appreciate you making some time. I hope you and your family have a great rest of the holiday season and can't wait to see what 2023 is going to bring us in the sports world. Great to be with you. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. We appreciate it, Frank. We are going to talk to Steve Elman, the county executive for St. Charles County, on the other side of this on 97.1 FM Talk. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 